what are we craving so much more than anything is that these these false like these false illusions and these almost this like connection built on drama and connection mm-hmm. built on limitations it's not feeding our soul mm-hmm. it's literally keeping us in this state of overwhelm clinginess like i see it so much in in the younger version of myself i was speaking things in order to try and get connection with people Welcome to Soulful Sessions podcast. I'm your host, Emma Evelyn Campbell, and you're listening to the right podcast if you're ready to push past your limitations, navigate your fears, and live a life aligned with your truth. I believe we can express our true nature and power when we get to know who we truly are. And this podcast gives you the tools and resources to do exactly that. So join us as myself and guests share our soul's truth so that you can feel safe to share yours. Don't forget to head to the show notes to get even more involved with the community. Now, let's get on with our episode for today. It's going to be what makes me famous, you know, none of these podcasts <laughs> are going to be that solid introduction. <laughs> it's like, it's so silly that it's awesome. I know, right? You know, I actually like it. It's a good rhythm. I like it. It's like so it's like a little throw together on Canva to, you know, not just have us. So you made that on Canva, right? Yeah, for like after like two seconds. (laughs) That's pretty impressive. And then I was like, oh, instead of us just sitting here going, Hello everybody, welcome to Conversations from the Soul. I was like, Oh, this is a little bit better. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bit more real. It's like a dad joke. It's so naff, but it's like Yeah. (laughs) It's such a dad joke. That's so perfect. And then here we are with our beautiful backdrop in the middle of the Milky Way galaxy. I know. I feel like that's I feel like that's where I belong. <laughs> Just floating yeah. around. You know, I've been thinking about this. I was I was actually mm. I saw a photo of stars um mm. yesterday. Like and I was of, just like, of stars or of the whole Milky Way? No, just of some stars, right? Like okay, yeah, just like yeah. sort of like the backdrop now, but like and I'm just thinking, damn, where the hell are we? You ever do that? Do you ever do that where you just think, where are we? I used to have this like fascination when I was younger, like my dad bought, had a telescope. So we would always look at the planets and um, we'd always lay out and, you know, know the constellations and all of this wow. stuff. And it was really, yeah, I was really lucky. My dad was really interested in all this stuff. So I kind of, you know, knew all the planets as soon as I could talk pretty much. And yeah. from a young age, I could remember having this just where the fuck are we? I mean, maybe I wouldn't have said it in that language when I was like three years old, but it was always this bit, almost, it's a fear and a fascination at the same time because it's like, it's so massive. And so we can't even, we haven't even touched the surface of what's out Mm -hmm. there. But then it's also that fascination without, wow, isn't that amazing that we're just floating around on this huge ball spaceship Mm. thing in the middle of nowhere. It's, It's incredible. Yeah, like, mm. and it can be like scary sometimes because then you sort of go into the existentialism, right? Mm, but totally. I've I've been there a bit, and I'm like, oh my god, what are we? Who are we? And like, who created this all? <laughs> Have you ever thought that? Like, who created <laughs> all of this? Like, who? Like, what happened here? Yeah. Is there a mastermind behind all this? And like, you know, everyone they're starting to realize now how many like exoplanets there are, mm. and those exoplanets which are like. Uh, like habitable Earth. right like earth <laughs> mm. and there's thousands in our galaxy I know. and potential potential habitable planets mm. and that's like that that gets me thinking all the time like when we get caught up in drama here on 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 earth and you just it literally brings me out of any funk i just mm. i just think about it and i'm like we're in the middle of nowhere we're not we're not the only planet that stop being silly stop being silly mm. we're not the only planet out there like there's no limit to this place yet here we are limiting ourselves to our little problems and some aren't mm. little problems some are really chaotic some are really tragic but just say most of the time right we've got little mm, petty of problems course, of course let's exclude the deep healing for a second but you can include it if you want because if you think about the big picture you can think just just remind yourself that it, it might not be as bad as you think mm. and we might actually be more capable of greatness than we think because of this Definitely. limited self 
is mm. like is on this planet thinking it is limited, but it's in such a vast space. Mm. So it sort of brings me out of it. I love you know? that. What do you think is out there? What is your? You well, said uh, well, this idea of do you ever wonder who made this? What do you think? You know, I don't know. I, I, okay, <laughs> so like I don't know if I used to think like, I've always been fascinated with space, like growing up. Mm-hmm. And then as I sort of started going down the spiritual path, I started looking into like ETs and different mm-hmm. beings and and watching heaps of different documentaries on, because we live in that world now with so many amazing um, documentaries out there. Mm-hmm. And I feel like what I know now is, no, I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I can't, I think it's an energy. I think it's an energy. Mm-hmm like an intelligent system. But uh, even then, like I've just read so much stuff and studied so much stuff now where I'm like there's a hierarchy of some of some order because of the different sort of support beings that, you know, like levels of souls that you have. Mm. There's so many good books out there, especially Destiny of Souls, where you have different teachers and masters and ascended masters and like sort of levels of um, light. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that means. levels of enlightenment. Oh, I like that. Yeah, awareness as well. Levels of awareness. Levels of awareness. Mm. And so I don't know. What do you think? I I agree with you, and I also think that there is beauty in the mystery of not knowing as well, and mm. being open to this idea that there could literally be anything and nothing at the same time. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't believe there's nothing, of course, because. There's too many things I've seen in this reality that have opened and blown my mind beyond my own limitations or what I perceive were my limitations to think that there's there's got to be something. And yeah. I, I had to actually get to a place where I was okay with not knowing because mm-hmm. there's this chasing to know the, all the answers when sometimes the answers aren't what we're seeking. It's the seeking that we're seeking in a weird way. Mm-hmm. We enjoy the process of seeking and exploring and adventure. We don't we don't necessarily have to know exactly what is going on, but mm. it's also fun to grab onto different ideas and different theories because if I if I had one thing to stick to, I think that I definitely think we are being supported in some mm-hmm. way and guided here like I have so much faith and trust in that mm-hmm. but how that looks like in terms of who's supporting us or what is supporting us I mm. think that's that's a mystery until we leave this earth I think <laughs> mm. you know I got one of my my spiritual mentor she's oh. um an incredible lady she's in her 70s um she's been mentoring me for quite a while now probably for this whole year and we uh she's she was she's got a fascinating journey she was um a minister at this uh church of all religion she was a minister for 20 years there mm. and then she went on to study her when she left the ministry she studied a doctorate in um depth psychology like carl jung and and freudian mm. st- stuff mm. and then she went on to study with shamans and she ran a retreat and she lived by herself out in this retreat center and i think it was in in hot in the mountains of ohio Mm. for like 12 years by herself and she's this incredible like she's just got a she's so grounded and i i don't know she's helped me through a lot of stuff but she was telling me that her her teacher her spiritual teacher when she was in the ministry told her that this was Jesus's 12th planet that he came to to raise the consciousness on 12th why 12 well i don't know what's mm. the what's the next planet it's just this was his you know this was mm. cr- putting christ consciousness onto this planet that he's already done it 11 times before what he did was wow. coming through this planet to raise a, a level mm. of consciousness past that darkness and I thought that was super fascinating. I love that. And it's almost like <clears throat> it's it's something that we all have access to. But mm. which part? Which part? The Christ consciousness that's that's been oh, brought yeah. here. Like it, it is here. It's not something that 
you know when we just said what's out there but what about if what's out there is is already here but it's just our perception that doesn't allow us to see that mm. and feel that and know that and there's mm. moments in our life where we're so connected right I'm sure you can think of some times where you've just been unimaginably connected in that moment just with yourself not even mm. in a deep state of whatever it may be that you've taken so ayahuasca for example but there's there's moments when you're just with yourself or with nature and you're so deep in that moment and that's when you feel wow like this connection is here this connection mm. is in me and it flows through me but we're so separated from it or well, we feel like we're separated from it because of the noise of this reality that is created and these masks and these filters that prevent us from really seeing it and trusting it and I think that's when the part of this work is opening our eyes to knowing that it's all around us this connection is all here and Jesus didn't bring bring it to this planet to force us to believe or see mm -hmm. and that's where we have this choice of can I move through all the things that block me so that I could know me and know mm. that greatness that's in me, right? Mm -hmm. I wonder if Jesus had doubt, you know? Did a man like that would, come to this planet and doubted himself? Do you think that he's a, he's a person, though, or do you think that he's, like, pure, the purity, the pure, like, God in form, basically? Well, his body, his body was, his, his person was called Yeshua, right? Like that was his name, Yeshua. And he was definitely like I've read the channelings of Yeshua, which has been mm -hmm. which is like one of the best books. I think this. on my journey. That was incredible. And it was talking about, you know, the teachings of Christ and mm -hmm. the true teachings of Christ consciousness. Because I didn't grow up religious and I'm I'm definitely not religious right now. Mm. If you think if you if I meaning I don't follow a specific religion that's currently mm -hmm. in thing right now. Of like course. I, um I'm a follower of Christ consciousness right now because of like the energy that he had. I don't know whether he was a person or not, but he did things in a human form. And I don't think we, ha we, I think it's, it's important not to bypass that is that he came here with a, as a man in the flesh to show us that it is possible to do things far beyond our limitations, far and beyond what we had, currently think. I think he had doubts. Mm. Sure. Because, mm it's an aspect of being human. Mm. Like we he would have came in and felt, he would have came in and felt things. Mm. But then you think about, think about the enlightened people. Like think about the monks that work their way to enlightenment in the, in this life, right? Like they're mm. very few. Mm. I wonder what they have going on in their head, like pre and then post enlightenment. Like, mm. have you ever had glimpses of that, a feeling of feelings of enlightenment or like feelings Definitely. of like bliss? Absolute bliss. Yeah. Like, like I can, what? I can't think of specific times, but for me, it's always been when I just feel that trust so much and that faith so much that whatever is going on around me does not matter. And this is mm. normally times when I'm really connected with nature. Mm -hmm. So I can think, for example, one of the hikes I did in, in Lombok in, uh, the volcano in Lombok and I just remember being at the top and just camping and the view wasn't amazing because we had loads of storms and stuff but I just remember feeling so connected in that moment and just you know what it is it's peace it's that feeling of pure peace that I think that's what enlightenment is you just have that peace flowing through you all the time and mm. that peace and I don't think that enlightenment is the path for all of us here because we also have to teach different people and sometimes that that means that we have to feel the human experience so that we can relate to the people that we're teaching and, and guiding mm -hmm. but it is I think it is part of our mission here to bring the feelings of enlightenment as much as we can into every day mm -hmm. what do you think 
I agree. Uh, you know, I agree with the whole human experience thing. Hey, like mm. there's a lot of um, people that find living in a cave is unrelatable <laughs> because that's mm-hmm. sort of not the world that we're living in. <laughs> but, I, you know, I'm thinking about this a lot lately because I think peace is something that people really do want. Mm. But it's it's thinking about the work that I've done on myself personally over the last five years, looking back at Luca five years ago, I'm like, that guy was so, like, he was so, he was still living, but he was so mm-hmm. stuck in so many patterns of behavior and he had no idea that they existed. Mm-hmm. He had no idea that they existed, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm just thinking about, like, yes, I have more peace and more faith in the process now, 100%, but I still have challenges. Oh, and it's yeah. like, you and I know this. We've talked about this before. It's like you pick up the tool bag along the way and you grab all the different tools. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think peace is something that we can all find. But you're right. Like there is so much, uh, so much external noise, and that noise looks like peer pressure. That noise looks like comparison. Like people, social media did a big okay. thing for this, but social media is also really, really good because look what we get mm-hmm. to do. We get to share mm-hmm. these conversations to help that person, you know, sitting at home right now who's struggling with faith or struggling with trust or going through a deep process, knowing that you and I both go through these deep processes. There's a light and there's a shadow side to everything, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. And that, so, yeah, you know, like I, I feel like we're all living this human experience We've got to do our best with this human experience. And the word that just keeps coming back to is like authenticity. Mm. Because when you're in your authenticity, like you don't really take things personally. When you do take things personally, you know that there's something there that really bugs you on the inside. And that is on your inside, not on their, the person who said it. That's not from them. That's on your inside. So something mm. is being activated. And if you look at that in terms of like, somatic uh, work or the emotional body mm. like you're you're triggering something that already exists within you and that looks like trauma or mm. it can be a memory of something that happened in your past that was very similar and if mm. you can just notice that tension notice that tension and observe it in a way that doesn't look at it as if to say oh I'm it's I'm angry um, because they did this and they did that but look at it as if to say, I'm just angry. Mm. Why am I angry? Where did this anger, like what what made me angry? And yeah. where have I felt this anger or in this, sim- in this similar situation before? Okay. Knowing that it's, and this is sort of, master- this is what comes back to what I call mastering your field, is is you realize now, like if you, one thing you can do to get more peace in your, peace in your heart is to realize that everything coming into your field has, in some way come to support you like you said before you believe that everything is supporting us totally. everything has come to support you and in your field in here in front of you everything can come here to support you whether it seems chaotic in the moment if you, the, you use this process to master your field use this process of starting to starting to like dance with what's in front of you as mm-hmm. if it's not personal it's just coming to support me in some way you make huge shifts huge shifts Totally. It's almost like even the hardest things, they're sometimes the things that are helping us the most. Yeah. So hard getting through that though. Oh. It's, and it's tough because when you're in it, it's difficult to step out of it and observe it for what it is, for seeing it, for how it's helping you, how it's guiding you. But... Mm -hmm you have to allow yourself to feel it as well as observe yourself feeling it, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Because if you're feeling it to the extent that you're allowing yourself to get overwhelmed and and react, and, and of course those things come up, but it's almost when you react to these things, it drags you more and more down this, this hole of, getting stuck in that emotion and getting stuck in that situation. Whereas if you can feel it and know that when you're feeling it, you can also watch yourself feeling it, moving through the body and seeing it as, okay, I'm allowing this to move through me right now, but it is not me. I think that's Mm -hmm. the thing. It's the separation of 
these things because we we talk a lot I think in spirituality in this context of this kind of collectiveness and connecting but there's also this realization mm-hmm. of that we aren't our thoughts that are coming through us yeah but we are there to observe them and like you said use them as the things that move us through our life because if we get stuck in these in these emotions and these situations we can't move forward yeah and i think i feel feel that so strongly right now in in this past year for a lot of people everyone was challenged right so many things have brought to the surface for us and still now you can still see the ripple effects of everything and everything was brought to the surface but it was brought to the surface for a reason it was brought to the surface to show you like you said earlier you begin to see your patterns you begin to see the Mm -hmm. things that the limitations that you are setting on yourself whether that's Mm. triggered through you or triggered through someone in your reality because that can come to Mm. you through that way it can come to you through other people but all it's Mm -hmm. trying to do is get you true get you closer to the truth that is within yourself mm-hmm. and that's when you can step into like what does it mean to be authentic to me and that evolves oh so true like mm. oh man yeah it's is very true and i think a lot of people right now like anyone just watching the replay or listening to this is the thing is is that they've every person has an authentic self and an authentic self is the one that probably shows up most when you're in your bedroom and your doors are closed. Most. Mm. Not even when you, if you've got a husband, wife, not a girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever. Not even then. When mm. you're really by yourself, that's where the most authentic you will come out. And you'll know that a lot of um, you can measure that version of yourself with the version that goes out with all the different people. So you go out to your friend's house, you go out to your cousin's house, your auntie's house, your uncle's house, your partner. Um, you go down to see the checkout lady at the, at the grocery store. There's a version of you that will come out in that's different in every single situation. Mm. And when you do this, when you start to go within, and it doesn't have to look spiritual, it doesn't have to look... Um, like you're going into a psychiatric ward. Like this can just be a slow process. It can just be personal development. It doesn't even have to have a label to it. All it is is just you finding yourself. Mm. And that process gives you peace. If you ever have mm. like, if anyone and you, I know Emery, you and I have had this, is like when you release something, you speak something out that you're, that you really enjoy or like for the first time, it's like when people come out about their sexuality. Of course. That they all say one thing. It feels like a weight has been lifted off my shoulders mm. because you're carrying a burden that is inauthentic. You're carrying the burden of uh, a false burden. So you're carrying around an actual mask that's weighing you down. And when the weight has been lifted off your shoulders, funny enough, that's where it would actually sit on your head, which weighs down on your shoulders, this mask. So you're putting out this false this false idea of who you are and you carry that around and then you've got to be conscious of who you're, how you're acting in that each moment, what conversations come up so you don't trigger any of your mm. deep secrets, any of your shame, any of your insecurities, any of this stuff that you're hiding. And so you've got to learn that, the right people will accept you as you are. And if they aren't there now, it's because you're not allowing them to be because of the false perception that you're giving out. You're creating a frequency that matches the people in your field. Mm. So if you're creating an inauthentic expression, then you'll get people that have that will match your inauthentic expression. So when you want people to enjoy yourself as you are, then you've got to let yourself out first and then they will match you. It'll just happen naturally. Powerful. That's really powerful. And I feel like there's lots of stages of this, right? Because there's, as we said, there's like the evolving of the authentic self and what does Mm. it mean to be that? We almost have to keep coming out of the closet as who we are. Mm -hmm. As we learn new truths about ourselves. we have Mm -hmm. to, I look really holy right now with this light. (laughs) I was like, whoa. And, you know, I think what are we craving so much more than anything 
is that and these these fault like these false illusions and these almost this like connection built on drama and connection mm -hmm. built on limitations it's not feeding our soul it's mm -hmm. literally keeping us in this state of overwhelm clinginess like i see it so much in in the younger version of myself i was speaking things in order to try and get connection with people because as a young person you think oh if i if i talk about my problems then i can connect to this person's problems and then we'll have a connection and that's how we formed our connections but there is a better way there is a beautiful mm -hmm. way and okay you will lose people in the process people will move out of your field that aren't right with you but that's okay because if you just open yourself up to who you truly are and you communicate in that way and i love what you said there it's like consciously allowing yourself to to be mm -hmm. that person it's also an embodiment mm -hmm. of that person you will attract people Amen. into your field that see that and that Amen. brighten brighten that you know it's so powerful. potent mm. so potent like mm. That's the goal here. Like when you and I get on these calls, when you and I mm. chat outside of this, like we're both on the path and to f to finding this authentic self. Mm. And a big part of that is you've got to first decide if you're ready to be a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah. Because you can live your life, com the rest of your life, completely uncomfortable, right? Because you're 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 weighing down the you're you're covering your truth with the burden of all these masks, the burden mm -hmm. of these false identities. So you can live the rest of your life trying to protect that um, persona or you can spend a little bit of discomfort and start to work on yourself to the point where you figure out, okay, this isn't me. Maybe mm -hmm. I do like this. Maybe I do get angry in these moments. Maybe I do get... Con uh, I, I get... Um, I doubt myself and I'm insecure in these areas. And then when you start to realize that you put on all these different masks when you have these feelings, you portray a different persona, a different personality in each and every one of these states, realizing that they're not your actual real state. Mm. There's no one's real state to be completely angry. No one's real state to completely be shameful. These are all learned experiences. Mm. passed down from this life or last life or ancestrally mm. and we've got to we've got to start to take that responsibility to say if i want to live a good life because i can guarantee you from where where i sit it gets better and better and better and once you start to remove the chaos in you the mm. chaos of your inauthentic expressions then you start to remove the chaos in your life and you start to find more of an effortless, effortless mm. way through earth, mm. through this life. Mm. I'm going to sit with that for a bit because it's really powerful. It's almost, we have resistance to that in a strange mm. way. It's so strange, isn't it? It's almost, we have this craving to be ourselves because that's what our soul wants deep down. But there is so much resistance to that. Because, mm -hmm. of the, because of the discomfort and mm -hmm. I think we've touched on this a few times this idea of the desperation as well of these things that we want and when that comes into play of the desperation to find my purpose and to find myself and to find who I am that again creates even more layers above who you are yeah and what you're what you're here to do and what you said there is like, how can we just naturally allow that to happen? How can we naturally mm -hmm. allow that to, because there is, we're not consciously, there's so much going on, right, in our world that we're not controlling mm -hmm. or some conscious, maybe someone of a higher intelligence, but we're not making these things happen. Mm -hmm. Like nature, take animals, they just follow this guidance that is in them, that nature that is in them. Mm -hmm. and why do we not Instinct. believe that we exactly Instinct. and why do we not believe that we have that in ourselves? why do we not mm -hmm. believe that we have that within ourselves? why do we not trust that and of course we have slightly more complex lives than a rabbit but 
It's the same principle. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I like that. I don't know why I said rabbit. I was just rabbit. That's so good. <laughs> but the principle is the same. It's that guidance is always there. And although the situation is more complex, the reality is more complex, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be more complex within us. Mm-hmm. And when we allow it, like you said, when we allow that chaos to dissolve, when we allow that confusion to dissolve within us, when we see what comes up as to what it is, mm-hmm. then we get to listen more to that guidance and move through life with a greater sense of ease. And I mean, me and you started this even talking about things like wanting to be successful and wanting this and wanting that. And it's and that's kind of like, of course, we still have these desires there, but we've become so much more in tune with like that nature, the natural flow of life will take us there where we need to be there. If we're not mm-hmm. there now, we're exactly where we need to be in this moment. We're exactly mm-hmm. doing what we need to do in this moment. And if you're healing right now, if you're feeling awful right now, if you're going through some difficulties right now, that's where you need to be. So don't try and avoid mm-hmm. that. Allow yourself to go through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the avoidance of something there is really, mm-hmm. that's what we've really been doing, right? We've been avoiding mm-hmm. a, uh, a, a tension. We've been avoiding some sort of tension. And we, we hide it, and a lot of us hide it with substances or addictions. We hide our tensions. But if, and we even hide it with jokes, and we even hide it, we like sort of our own humor. We're trying to hide this stuff. And, I don't know about you, but I've got really good at seeing through people because it's doing this work. It's actually difficult at times because you can see through what's going on and you don't really know how to engage with the situation anymore because you're also aware that some people are not ready to hear mm-hmm. that. Even yeah. though you can see it, some people are not ready to hear it. It's not your place to sit there and say, oh, I can see this within you because that's also mm-hmm. our ego coming in saying there that it's our job to take responsibility for that person who is you know, feeling that right now. And mm-hmm. how I've kind of learned to deal with these moments is when I can see this in people, I, I then, I think like you talk a lot about the idea of, of the mirror. It's like, that is me five years ago or six years mm-hmm. ago, seven years ago, because Time is not really a thing. Everything is now. So what you're seeing is a reflection of yourself, but yourself from a different time. Mm -hmm. So you can choose in those moments that when you're seeing that person speaking that way, acting that way, and you know there's something going on behind that, you can just have compassion and you can just hold space for them. You don't have to go into the stories that they're telling. You don't have to correct them. You don't have to show them that you know more or you can see more all you have Mm -hmm. to do is simply observe what they're doing and hold space and have compassion and let them speak that way because it's part Mm. of their process of realizing their own patterns and when you hold space for them there is so much magic in that I mean I was I was out at an event on Saturday and it was a uh, electronic dance music active meditation. It's incredible, really transformative. It, what it's doing is bridging people that go to these events and get fucked up on substances all the time to you know, come to this event and you can do an active meditation and you can feel even more high on life than you did on MDMA. <laughs> it's incredible and it just bridges these two worlds and I love it. And I go after and I feel amazing. And I had a friend who, She's not following this path, but she is someone who's very intrigued by it. And I always hold space for her because I feel it's important for us to do that as well. Oh, my goodness, this light. Um, <laughs> and um, and it's interesting that when you just do that, when you just meet them where they're at and allow them to, to speak in the way that they want to speak, you don't have to fuel it, but you can just hold space for it. It's amazing the how aware they become of their own patterns. Mm-hmm. and their own things and we were at this event and we went to the event and we went for 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 a, a drink after and we ended up getting talking and, and she said something and I asked her but why do you think that like just to hold space and then all of a sudden it was probably half an hour of her just all bringing awareness to all of these patterns that she saw were holding her back just because all mm-hmm. we did in that moment was I held space 
Mm-hmm. And that's what we forget about. We're not here to fix people. We're not here to save people. We're not here to be the the their guru or whatever it may be. We're there to hold space for people because we see ourselves in those people. We mm-hmm. see ourselves walking that path when we started that path and all we wanted was someone to see us. So if mm-hmm. we can see what's behind the facade and we just look at them with that image in mind, it's powerful. That's so true. So beautiful too, like doing that with your friend. Like I think a lot of us want to change or we, we're triggered by other people and we go, I wish they would change. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what, you know, I did a lot, a lot of my life as well. But also I find a lot of people doing that still to this day. And it just comes back to uh, this sacred mirror, this mm-hmm. understanding that this is one of the main things that I, I, I teach is like, sacred mirror is what's out there is in me Mm. and what's in me is creating what's out there and so when we get a trigger of someone and like for instance your friend whatever she said you go is there a possibility that i believe this about myself Mm. now there's two there's there's another aspect to this too because you can learn something about yourself in this moment or you can get to witness yourself but you also get an opportunity to grow so you get to get in alignment with yourself and say, hang on a second, this isn't right. There's a boundary that needs to be put up. Mm-hmm. And so you get so many different opportunities using the sacred mirror and we can understand that whatever's coming up in our field has come to serve us in some way, whether it's come to help us grow or help us show a little bit more about ourselves. Mm-hmm. And that that's the biggest thing is, is, is if anyone's listening, the first thing is like just observing this tension inside your inside your field. And when I say field, it's your your human energy field, the thing that comes in with all your senses, five, six senses, anything that comes into your field that you can see, observe, you know, touch, taste, that's your, that, that's your field. Now, if you witness something in your field, there's a potential there, and you don't have to do this for everything, but when there's tension in there, when there's something charged coming in, and this can also be on the positive side as well, there is something there to show you, to witness. Now, what tends to happen is people will get a negative charge at the start of their healing journey or when they're processing something big or when they've got a lot of tension in their body, they're going to find a little bit more tension outside of them. Mm -hmm. Um, There's going to be excitement too, but there's going to be a little bit more tension and there might be a lot more people that trigger them. There might be a lot more people. You might be at like a football game and it's a happy game. It's your favorite team but yet you still find something to complain about or someone triggers you because Mm -hmm. there's that tension in you. Even though you're in an exciting place, there's still tension in you. So the first place is always observing the tension and that's Mm -hmm. where you start to go use that and start to go within. And that's the the magic because when you use that, then you go through the lessons and Mm -hmm. we go, okay, well, what's the lessons here? But the first part is always feeling. Then the second part is learning. And then the third part is getting into flow, getting into harmony, with what is what is you, what is them, what is this energy, what energy is pulling you here and what way are you going, what's your desires, what's your highest excitement and this will start to lead you to your purpose because like you mm-hmm. said earlier, a lot of people want purpose now <laughs> but the purpose is hidden deeper down. Mm-hmm. They're going to create purpose from their pain and it's not going to be something that lights them up. Totally. They're, the purpose is hidden down beneath the tension. So you get the tension, clear the tension, find the purpose, and then you'll see the signs. That's the last part. You'll see the signs that say, hey, this is the direction. Now, I um, had this amazing sign the other day. Yesterday, oh, I, I, was, <laughs> I was going to this. You wouldn't believe this. Like, these are I took my a favorite photo. ones. This is crazy. You'll love this. So I've mm. been... Um, under, I've been told I need to. I've been doing qigong on and off for a while, mm-hmm. and I've been told I really need to do it, like multiple times. And so, I'm seeing. I'm driving down to the sauna uh, to go to have a sauna and an and ice bath. And this car in front of us downtown in Vancouver here. This car in front of us was this like electric BMW, like real fancy mm-hmm. BMW, and their number plates was. Chi life, Q-I-L-I-F-E. I love and, it. And I'm just like, gotcha. And I'm getting this inner, I'm having this inner dialogue for this whole week that's been saying, do Qigong, do Qigong, do Qigong. Mm. 
so I, I did I did Qigong this morning and I and I did that. But like now you start to see the signs in your life. Once mm-hmm. you start to go a little bit deeper past the tension, you start to get these signs that give you support on your path. Say, hey, go down this path. Totally. Give you this direction. Mm. And sometimes it's just a bit of reassurance to remind you you are doing the right thing. You are totally. okay. You are supported. And or just a reflection that in that moment you're doing the right thing. That's sometimes all that you need. And by just opening yourself up to to seeing these signs, that's when mm-hmm. you just like we've spoke about this before. Like there's just so many beautiful ways in which it happens. So mm-hmm. many beautiful ways. But that is just you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is you and yeah. the higher part of you reflecting yeah. into your reality and then speaking back to you. Yeah. And it's gorgeous yeah. because you just know that you are so powerful. Mm. <laughs> and whatever you're going through right now is just there for your highest, right? It's mm-hmm. there to show you, it's there to teach you, it's there to guide you. Mm-hmm. And you can ask yourself when you're feeling that way, when you're feeling overwhelmed or whatever it may be, that you can ask yourself, what do I need to hear? And then that will show up in your reality. And it will speak to you in the way that you need to be spoken to because we all have unique ways that we hear this. Some people mm-hmm. like visual visual things. Some people like to hear something. It will show mm-hmm. up in the right way for you. But all you need to do is have faith in yourself because by having faith mm-hmm. in yourself, you have faith in God because you mm-hmm. are that expression. And I think, you know, this is why I like the idea of moving away from what manifesting is. And moving away from the spiritual circle itself in a way because it covers up the true purpose of what this journey is really mm-hmm. and it it creates more holes for you to fall into so and what I do you think, mean by that explain that i like mm-hmm. that it covers up the truth of what this journey is this journey is getting to know yourself your unique self and how you want to show up in the world. So as you said earlier, your authentic self. Mm -hmm. Spirituality, like lots of other rabbit holes, I don't like the word spirituality because obviously spirituality is an aspect of of what it means to be spiritual, but that circle, that hamster wheel, it gives you a label. It gives you lots of things that you get to call yourself that make you feel Mm higher that make you feel better mm-hmm. that also fuel your ego and gives you a sense of belonging to a part of something and it fills holes that you thought that you had when you were in whatever space you were in before whether you were out in just personal development or you just were not interested in anything at all but you became you came through it through a spiritual awakening and then you fall into this this thing and you have these holes that have not yet been healed that have not yet Mm -hmm. been filled or been aware so that could be anything from from fear of rejection lack of worth then spirituality comes along and you get to have all of that through Mm -hmm. the fact that you you can channel or the fact that you can do reiki or do yoga or do all of these things they give you purpose and they give you belonging to a community which is Mm. important but the way in which it's done i see now is it's we have to have these things or we have to say these things otherwise we're not spiritual and it's impossible Mm, for us to almost enjoy our enjoy our lives for how we want to enjoy them because Mm -hmm. we're, we're giving up our spiritual labels if we if we do them mm-hmm. and it's a difficult thing to communicate but it's something i've been observing in myself for a while and i know we've spoken about this and it's how can i be spiritual without saying i'm spiritual or using mm. the language that, that how do you think being ourself being our authentic mm. self staying true to that in whatever not using language and labels to make ourselves appear as something because we don't need to do that mm-hmm. we just get to appear as ourselves what mm-hmm. do you think i agree i i like that like the whole 
the whole label of the whole label of spirituality is very interesting. I've had to sort of I've been I've I've had, I've, I've had a battle with labels for a little while now. I've like mm. moved out of being a vegan because um, of the whole label and the whole attachment of what the community or brings to that label and what society brings to a label. Totally. But, you know, we are human. Labels do help us. I don't, I'm not mm. saying that they don't. I'm not going to name anything. I'm just going to call everything nothing. <laughs> um, no, it's right, good but for like, navigating we, this experience, but it's our attachment to them that is detrimental. It becomes to an identity. Are. It becomes yeah. another mask. It becomes another mask. It's yeah. like, oh, this is spiritual, Luca. You know, I was chatting with a good friend of mine uh, the other day on WhatsApp. We caught up, and he's a breathwork practitioner, and me and him catch up, you know, every couple of months, and we just have a big chat about where we're both at. And mm -hmm. we talk about, like, you know, who am I as this label of I give myself on Instagram? Like, mm -hmm. who am I outside of that? Is that me? Is that who I really am? Is that who I really am? Are all these videos and things that I post, is that who I really am? Even deeper under that, what am I? Who am I? Who do I want to be? And for me, um, yeah, I am a spiritual person, but I'm also, I'm also a human that loves playing golf, mm. um, loves playing sport, like loves watching like really awesome movies. Um, and I, I'm not always about doing everything spiritual but like i love what you said is because it is when i think about it spiritually now it is authenticity it's just who i am but i don't yeah. go around like wearing my mala beads mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. i don't go around um smelling like incense i'm mm -hmm. it's 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 not about an identity an identity of a label is not about what you who you are does not determine who you are totally. you and your essence of who you are in your center and that person walking from space to space to space to the cafe, to the grocery store, um, wherever you go to the gym, it's just who you are in your authentic expression is mm. spirituality. I mm. completely agree. I think mm. your, your nature, your true nature is naturally spiritual, but you don't have to go around telling everyone you've got the most um meditation days in a row or like you do kundalini and you do you know all these yin yogas at before bed like if you mm. do that do it don't tell anyone unless you're out there and that's become what your passion and mm. then you go out there and express from that but okay. you can tell people but i think it's not saying don't tell anyone it's just more about just being more authentically you and not allowing a label because I, what we see is this is that Oh yeah, this is what I do. Yeah, this is me. I'm the best at it. This mm. is, you know, I love it. I'm so good at it, and you don't know as much as I do. There's mm. still ego attached in the spiritual community. I've been to massively. big, massively, like, oh, crazy. Like it's, it's huge. Yeah, it's worse. It's worse than the corporate world. I'm not, yeah, I'm, totally. I'm gonna say that. I agree. I'm gonna say I agree. It, but it's worse. It's toxic. It's toxic. And this, it's like really, little hot. Well, I was in Ubud in Bali and I was like, mm. holy shit. Because I was going there to be around yeah. my people, right? That's when I left <laughs> left the city at Perth, Perth in Australia and I went to Bali. I'm like, I'm going to be around my people. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, I don't think these are my people. But it taught me a huge lesson because now we go back and we take responsibility. Say, okay, now these people coming in, coming into my field are showing me parts of me that I'm unconscious to. So mm -hmm. thank you. Thank you for showing me me. Mm -hmm. And that's the next part because we can keep running and not taking responsibility for what comes into our field and then we go, oh, well, now I go to Ibiza and all of a sudden mm -hmm. I've attracted a similar crew. Isn't that funny? Everywhere mm -hmm. I go, I attract these really egotistical spiritual people. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what the common denominator of the problem is? Yeah. You. You're the common that. denominator. <laughs> and it's like wherever a problem is, it's mm -hmm. funny that you're there, right? Isn't it funny mm. that you're always there where the problem is? Totally. And it's also the way you say that as well. We have to be aware that there's no judgment to ourselves in those moments, right? You're, yeah. you're, you are you are there, but you can't judge yourself for being there because yeah. there's a lot of things in this life that distract you and yeah. 
conditioning and programming and everything that we can't judge ourselves for where we are or what we're seeing. And I also believe that sometimes we see things in our field in a sense of it's showing us a past version of ourselves. It's showing us a past version of ourselves to see if we're going to go back there, mm-hmm. to see if we're going to interact with it anymore, to see if we're going to fuel that fire again. Yeah. Because do you time. Really, do you really want to change? Because mm, time is now, right? There's no future. There's no past. So that means your reality can reflect any aspect of you in that moment. And your higher self is going to prevent pre- present you with a lot of roadblocks along the way, not to hold you back like people mm-hmm. would perceive them to be. But it's going to mm-hmm. see, are you really ready for what's about to flow into your life? Or are you really ready for that abundance that you're asking for? Mm-hmm. it's like a video game you know when you're playing a video game you're not just going to all of a sudden get to the end of the game and you you're done or you're mm-hmm. not going to go through this level without any challenges and the game puts those challenges there so that you can keep ascending so that you can keep moving up and mm-hmm. and it's already within you right it's already within you so it's not so much of becoming new people it's like you're becoming by going deeper within yourself and as you move through challenges these are opportunities to go deeper in yourself so i believe that your reality Mm -hmm. also will present you with these situations not to say that this is who you are right now like if you come in contact with someone who you're like why is that showing up in my field but it's almost like they're showing up there to to not to test you but to challenge you to see if you're ready to receive what you're asking for or you're ready to to step forward into new versions of yourself because mm-hmm. what would life be without the challenge i think mm-hmm. which yeah i completely agree like a lot of people say that adversity is the point of life you know and mm. just so we can grow mm. and when we grow we find satisfaction that we can overcome a hurdle and most hollywood stories are all about overcoming hurdles right and that's what inspires mm. us because most of us are going through something challenging and we go, yeah, Oh, well, far out. They did it. But are it comes back to, to that word end? that. Yeah, for it? sure. I like that. It was what you said. It's what you said before at the start of this was about compassion. You know, like when we come to these, when we come to these situations where people are triggering us and we, we use that moment to identify the field and what's it showing in me or are we we getting tested we get this opportunity to grow and we go hang on this isn't me again like you say but also remember that we can't we've got to have compassion for those people because they're just doing their best and we're having compassion for us because we're just doing our best Definitely. like we're mm. all we're all like the first proper generation where we're doing the healing mm. This is the first proper generation where we're collectively social media is kicking it in and making it like worldwide, right? Before it was just little pockets of little healing groups all around the world Mm. and most of us were still stuck in pain. Most of us were still Mm. TV and the news and media didn't really kick in and like properly in like the 50s and the 60s, right, like when it started to like really ramp up. So we're still so young. And our generations before us are generations coming out of the war. So there's a lot of PTSD, a lot of trauma, mm. a lot of people that couldn't open up there to their feelings and to their emotions. So we've got to give ourselves a break because we're the first generation coming through and clearing out a big collective amount of totally. garbage totally. from our consciousness. And we have to hold space for ourselves in those things, you know. It's not yeah. always just about healing other people. And as, as we said earlier, like holding space for other people, but... Holding space for other people also means holding space for ourselves. Yeah. And allowing the things that we need to do to just be that natural thing that flows through us, not something we try to control or manipulate. Or when we have this, like we were talking before this, I'm going through a bit of stuff right now. And I have to hold space for me in those moments. But I also know that the reason I'm having stuff right now is so I grow, so that I evolve even more beyond where I am right now and we don't want to fear that this is where we kind of get confused is we fear that we fear the pain we fear Mm -hmm. the discomfort you are you are uniquely guided but you are also 
beautiful whether you're in your deepest darkest moments to when you're in those moments where you're feeling that bit bliss and that enlightenment we spoke about at the beginning yeah it doesn't matter where you are on this path or where you are mm. even if you haven't even found the path yet you are still that person underneath all this stuff mm -hmm. so who are we to look at someone and say like we were talking when we were speaking about this spiritual matrix and things like that going on with that community and i and i've seen it and we've all seen it and we've we've both worked on moving away from that but we also look at those people that are in that and say like you said they're just doing what they know right now it doesn't matter how they're showing up we should not judge them for how they show up we should simply use it as an opportunity to see them that for who they really are behind that and hold space mm -hmm. for that because that's how they that's how they become that person if we choose to see them as that person how do we choose to see the world we choose to see people in the world do we choose to see them uh, as their flaws and their scars and their wounds, or do we choose to see them as the things that are behind that? And that's mm. what I think is the true purpose of this journey is seeing yourself in that light, but seeing your others in that light as well. Mm. Mm -hmm. I agree. That's definitely the process of where you, you know, the, the, the that's the transformation. That's mm -hmm. when you're able to see people in their light as they are beautiful. I've definitely got more compassion for the people in my life that contributed to a lot of adversity, a lot of challenges, mm -hmm. a lot of pain. And compassion comes once you learn the lesson, mm -hmm. once you really understand why they were there and you really get to see the big picture. But when you're still in your tension, when you're still in your wounds, you're only going to see through the lens of that pain. And so it's and then, really important to see the pain and really feel the pain and get into the shadow, get into the inner child. A lot of us are acting mm -hmm. just from the wounded ego and mm -hmm. that's why the chaos is in our field and people don't really understand because it's not, it's not that known that your chaos will dissolve once you dissolve the tension within you. Mm -hmm. I'm like... I. My life has been the most e the easiest it's ever been. I love outside, that. externally, mm. it's been the easiest it's ever been. It's still challenges, but it's mm. the easiest it's ever been. I wonder why. Mm. I wonder why. You changed your internal world. Exactly. Mm. And you're That's committed the only to thing I've done. World. Committed to your internal world as well. It's not just a matter of change it and then oh here we go it's good again. Mm -hmm. It's maintenance. It's commitment to it's, that internal it's like, world. It's honing, like honing your craft. It's like when you want to get better at, at playing the piano. Well, you get up and you play the mm -hmm. piano. When I want to get better at interacting with life, well, then I've got to get up and work on the inner world that reacts with life. Mm -hmm. And right. that's when... Tuning the instrument. That's when so much beauty happens for you. Like I look at the things that I consciously created in my life and they've nowhere near has been as powerful as things that I've just, when I've just done the internal work and allowed them to flow in. And that's when we find this balance of what does work look like? <laughs> that's another long, long topic. <laughs> what does work look like? You mean that what does the inner work look like? No, what is like what does... work in general? So if we want to go after our dreams, then how much, where do we find the balance between the internal and the external? I mean, I've come to a point where I believe that a lot of it, pretty much all of it is internal. Mm. And the internal work may move you to take actions in your reality, but where does that come from? And when we do it from the external and start with the out, we don't build stable foundations. And that's why I believe in the power now. I used to be someone who wanted a quick fix, and now I believe the power of compound growth. You only need to look at compound interest. It's one of the biggest, most incredible ways to generate money for yourself, a financial, mm -hmm. and build wealth for yourself. Even Albert Einstein said it was like the best invention ever, compound interest or something. Mm -hmm. So like, why, why is compound growth within yourself also not as powerful? Mm -hmm. So can you build that slow? You get more and more powerful every moment. Totally. When you do, mm -hmm. your, when you focus on the internal, 
mm-hmm. and when you trust in the internal and your reality responds mm-hmm. you might not see it in the moment but it always will respond mm-hmm. amen i love that I love that that was a lovely lovely session <laughs> that was a freaking awesome session emma I know. Sometimes these conversations blow my mind because they just come out so lovely. (laughs) Yeah, and it's and we don't really plan it, and so we just sort of go off the energy of the moment. I know, so good, so good. Anyway, thanks for everyone who has tuned in and for listening to the replay and who got to. Yeah, thank you so much. (laughs) Keep going on the journey. Keep going on the path. See you next Monday. Bye bye. And that's a wrap from today's episode. Thank you so much for joining us. And I hope you feel even more inspired to share your soul and live a limitless life. Don't forget to like, subscribe and share if you love this episode and head to the show notes to find out how you can get even more involved with the community. I'll see you next time for another soulful episode. See you later.